What fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Hi, this is the Cigar Tipsters Show. Welcome to the show. Junior, senior, third, and we're all here. And a special guest tonight, Jerry Garrett of Trade J Cigars, who I've spent the last three or four days traveling the uh, rough roads of Alabama with as we tried to get some Trade J product down into the local stores. Uh, Jerry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here, fellas. Good to see you guys. Hey, you too, Jerry. Glad you could join us. Thank you very much. Yeah. I didn't know you're. I didn't know you're traveling with Junior, though. I I think we uh we have to owe you an apology, maybe. Well, about day two, we called Senior up and said, "I need a new partner. I've worn this one out." Well, <laughs> well, now you see, they call me up two days later. Now they didn't take into account I was off all last month at home. <laughs> they wait. I go back to work, and then they put this thing together, and they go play and smoke cigars. You know. <laughs> the the funny thing here is senior is uh is you actually think that was on accident. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I tell you I've been traveling I've been traveling so much I'm not really sure where I was two weeks ago. Yeah, and we and Terry and I have been smoking about four or five cigars a day, then going to dinner and then smoking more. So we we have been hitting it hard for the last three days. Oh yeah. Well somebody's gotta do it, boys. No. <laughs> Any luck? Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, let's start with that. That's a whole story in and of itself. Well, it depends so, what you call luck. <laughs> this will give you a clue of, of how the week went. The very first person Jerry had to meet was Chuck at Pipe and Humidor. Oh, boy. I know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the second we walked in the door, he said, the trade show is like in a week. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you, too. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, well, can I can I go jump in here for a second, Mark? Yeah. We gave him we gave him a blue when he lit it up and he puffed it a couple of times. He looked at it and he went, "Blah, jalapa in there, in there." I I could taste the jalapa. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, okay, yeah, if that's what you taste. And fellas, you know there ain't no jalapa in that cigar. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. But, so, I, honestly, Mark, he did warm up after a while, though, didn't he? Yeah, it took him about 15 minutes or so, and yeah. once he figured out who I was and how much money we spent at the Davidoff event, he was a little bit nicer. <laughs> money talks, boys. You're damn right. <laughs> but I tell you what, when you're in this business, you, you believe me, you meet the full spectrum of personalities. Yeah, uh, mention, mention to all the guys and the listeners the, the special shop in Ohio that, that you'd like to talk about. Oh, uh, which one? Excuse me. The one in the woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we pretty much, uh, you know, there, there are many really upscale, nice, just beautiful, beautiful smoke shops. But I have one in Northern Ohio, fellas. This is one of my favorites. It's all this, all called, excuse me, it's called Perfect Ash, Northern Ohio. It is a converted chicken coop. <laughs> and when you go to Perfect Dash, you go to the mall. But you don't go to the mall. You go around the mall. You go down the start road back in the woods, and there's a little place back there called Perfect Cash, and it originally was a chicken coop. So that's one of the most interesting conversions that I've seen on the road. Do they, Actually, it's a pretty nice little place. Do they still have – so the chickens are gone? Well, the chickens for the most part are gone. So, oh, yeah. man. I was hoping but, to go there and smoke yeah. with the chickens. Well, you know, it's, it's, they've got a pretty good market there. I mean, I guess they're pretty well-known locally, and they do, they do very well. Very well. 
the uh, the second town that we decided to hit was Birmingham, Alabama, and we've, we've hit a lot of shops in this town uh, in the last two days, but we ran into a very interesting character, and I'm not going to name the shop, and I'm not, we'll just call it Joe. And, <laughs> and Jerry Lamb, that like a... that is his name. Yeah. But just I won't Joe. Tell you where, I won't tell you where he's from, but... Uh, we, we give him a blue to try, a, a free sample, you know, and he, he's puffing along, and uh, Jerry is explaining where the tobacco comes from and where it's made, and he asked a question, and this yeah. question that he asked was very, very unique, and I, I want to I pose this question to each of you and see if you know the answer. Yeah, we're testing your knowledge now, okay? So, boys and girls, um, where, do you, where do you get your Nicaraguan tobacco? Uh, uh, I'll defer to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get your Nicaraguan tobacco? Yeah, yeah this, this is not a trick question, I is promise. The, is it Nicaragua? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. I, I tell you uh, what, that's, believe me, that's the first time I've had that kind of question asked. And for there was about a 10-second lapse there. You know, well, uh, <clears throat> where do you get your Nicaragua? Yeah, for the, for the <laughs> first time. And, and I finally said, the Cuevas family, which is our, our factory in the Dominican Republic. And he kind of went, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cuevas family, yeah. Cuevas family, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, is he wondering about which region? But it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, I was going to say wasn't. Canada, but that's not right. <laughs> well, we were we were kind of playing with Afghanistan, but we kind of let it go. So. Um, I wonder. I wonder if he thought that Nicaraguan tobacco was the same as like Maduro, where it was a type of leaf. You know, yeah, it's a country. I, 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 I kind of almost. The guy is kind of like the in-house expert. Okay, the shop we were in is this. The 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 chores around are kind of split up, and so he's kind of the in-house cigar guy. And they go by what they buy by his his reviews, his evaluations. So like you know, I'm kind of in his turf, and I kind of think maybe he was feeling a little uncomfortable, and was trying to kind of flex his cigar muscles a little bit, you know. Yeah. So I kind of just let it, I just kind of let it go by. But I'm really glad I didn't look at Mark. He probably most our way. Well, you know, it was the first time this entire trip that we were both at, at a complete loss for words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it went downhill from there. Tell me the rest of it. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, he continues smoking the blue, and he says, you know what? He said, I'm only getting one, one thing from this. He said, it's a complete citrus bomb. He said, there's no flavor but citrus. <laughs> was he oh. was he drinking orange juice? <laughs> I hope so. Honestly, God, I hope so. I don't know. We, you know, we've talked about that at length. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting the things that people pick up in cigars these days because, I mean, I, I know some pretty knowledgeable people in this business, one of which is Jose Blanco. And, you know, you talk to Jose about that, and Jose say, look, there's about six things you're going, you're going to taste in a cigar, and that's it. It's about all you're going to find in that spectrum. And, you know, I, I hear these self-styled reviews these guys are doing where I'm picking up hints of uh, – Blueberry waffles and double pepperoni pizza, you know, things like that. It gets, it gets a little weird sometimes, so. I want to smoke that. <laughs> yeah. I want to smoke that. Give me hints of pepperoni pizza and, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, chicken wings and shit. 
Well, believe I told me, Jerry, I said, uh, if, if they can make a cigar that tastes like pepperoni pizza, I'll go on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about this business, fellas, it's a crazy, interesting business. It never gets boring. Hey, I, we skipped a part that I'm always interested in. Are you guys, uh, are you guys smoking tonight? We just actually finished a cigar because we're inside the hotel here. Oh, uh, so I suppose. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we, we cannot smoke right now. Are you guys smoking? Yes. So what are you guys smoking? Ben, what do you got? I have a hammer and sickle Berlin Wall Toro. Okay. Nice. Uh, ben, can I stop you? Abs please, for Christ's sake. You pronounce, <laughs> you pronounce vicarious blue wrong. Oh, pronounce man. It? <laughs> yeah, you, you mispronounced it completely. I'm sorry. What are the, oh, oh, I, you know, I'm sorry. It's I misread the label. It's uh, it's a vicarious blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, vicarious hammer sickle. I see the similarity. There's a, yeah, it's a crossover. E easy cross mistake. So Creole I'm going to the hook now. Tell me about the hammer sickle. Do you like it? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm about maybe five ten minutes in. Uh, it's yeah. got three different tobaccos: Nicaraguan, Honduran, and uh, Dominican. Nice, yeah. easy, medium-bodied. First hammered sickle. I mean, excuse me, vicarious blue I've ever had, and uh, it's it's wonderful. I like it. Is is that the hammer and sickle with the copper band? It is, so, a, it is a metal band. Metal? Yeah, it's like a. So the, actually, I think I've had that one before, and that was a very creamy kind of. I don't know the. Just really light. I liked it though. Yeah. No. This you can have morning, mid afternoon. Not very heavy at all. You there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hang on. We we lost Jerry for half a second, but I think he's back now. I thought they cut you off because you weren't talking about vicarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the wrapper on that? Ben. Oh, me? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He missed, he missed that part. He dropped hey, out. Hey, Ben, try to keep up, will you? Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been trying to read up. I've been, I've been looking up uh, where Nicaraguan tobacco comes from. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the wrapper is the Dominican, uh, from, the, from Dominican, and then it's got a binder from Honduras and filler from Nicaragua. So. Yeah, okay. Actually, that much Nicaraguan, I should have a little bit of a bite to it. A little. There's a very, very yeah. light pepper. Not. It's not very pronounced. Yeah. Actually, I've I've had a couple of those myself. I don't know if I had that that one in particular, but I, I think they're pretty darn good smoke. It, it so, is. It's, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's pretty impressive. So. So what's the rest of you guys smoking? I've got the. Uh, I've got the vicarious blue. No, I, the uh, the room the room 101 San Andreas. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Actually, like it's that. one of my favorites. I really like that wrapper. You know, I'm with you guys. This one kind of calls to me, and I think San Andreas tobacco, and typically, uh, t typically is just I really find it enjoyable. But the, uh, and I'm not gonna bad mouth this because it was a gift from my brother, but it is the uh, very large size. Okay. I, th I think it's a. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it was six inches, six by sixty, or maybe seven by sixty. Even I'm not sure. It was a yeah. hoss. But uh, yeah. I, I kind of like it in a smaller profile typically. But actually, this is um, it's burning really clean, and the flavors are still there, so oh, I can't oh, complain. Oh, yeah. That's a nice stick, but now I, I'm like you. I would actually prefer that in a smaller size. So how do you guys feel about the big ring gauges? It's a, it's a fad that I hope goes away. Amen to that. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's a popular fad, though. It's, it's catching on, though. Yeah. A lot of people. I, 
I, I, I'll be honest with you, up in northern Michigan, uh, that's all they want up there is the big ring gauge stuff. So, uh, actually, I was talking to Tom Ozuka not too long ago, and he was telling me that he sold like a million dollars worth of 7x70s last year. Oh, so, shit. So Damn. they're popular right now. I don't know if they're going to go away, but now in our part of the country, we've kind of uh, – it was really hot there for a while, and what I find really ironic is what's falling up behind it now is the Lanceros. So yes. we're, we're going from a fence post to a little dainty cigar now, you know. So Love that, that's what I was going to say, uh, Jerry, is I feel like um, I saw the 6x60s kind of take fire maybe about two years ago, I felt. And yep. they, they kind of have been gain, gaining steam and gaming. But in the last six months or so, I feel like Lanceros have kind of popped up. And and I'm a big fan of that. I, I don't know if it's a trend that will stick or not. But um, I tend to like the skinnier gauge and... Uh, yeah, I mean the Lancero is kind of the perfect blend in my opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I really like them too. I, however, when I do smoke a Lancero, I do feel a little dainty. And I always raise my pinky, but other than that, I, I do like them very much. You're now, very, six... you're a very classy girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm on my way, folks. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I'm agreeing with you in that. No, six by sixty. I think that's going to stay. I don't think that's going to go away. Because I know those are very, very popular, and, well, I've been traveling a lot. They're popular in a lot of different areas. They really are. However, so, I do have a friend down in uh, Little Van who makes an 8x84. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. an 8x84. And every time I go down there, I always harass him about it, you know, good-naturedly, and he always kind of shakes his head and smiles and so, yeah, I know, but they sell, you know, so... Um, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the big ring gauges won't be going away too fast. So here's, now, a, qu here's a question for you, Jerry. Uh, yeah. I've got a theory. Now, do people who enjoy big ring gauges <laughs> are the now, – now, don't, don't jump ahead now. This is a real question. I think I know where this is going, but go ahead. Do, well, I'll say do they like them because the flavors are better? Or do they like them because you get more cigar for less money? Let's put it this way. They buy them because they got little feet, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> That's mm. what I thought you were laughing about. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's it's good for like people. the guy with the red sports car. <laughs> yeah. Different people compensate in different ways, I guess, guys. But, no, you know, uh, there's this thing with Americans especially. Biggest is always best. And, you know, you guys, all you guys are certainly knowledgeable enough to know that when you're buying those big ring-gauge cigars, you're getting so much filler, you're really losing a lot of that flavor. Yeah, the wrapper and binder are going to provide a lot of flavor that yeah. is just going to get overrun by a massive quantity of yeah. filler. I, I'm really mostly a Robusto Corona, it's a probably very large as a Toro kind of a guy, personally. And Now, I will say, one cigar that I, we've been in seven shops this week, and it is in every single shop we've been in, the 8x80 Room 101 Big Payback. He must be making a fortune off that damn cigar because it is everywhere. The Big Payback and the Ogre, Lasuka's Ogre, is yes. there, they're all over the place, yeah. Well, that yeah. Payback cigar is only like, what, five bucks in the 8x80? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a the very not very expensive friendly. either. I think, I think that cigar yeah. is pre preying on, uh, I don't know, Preying on the guys looking for that five dollar smoke that's going to last all day. They, you know, yeah. they, just, they want something cheap that's going to last. Yeah, and, and you know, fellas, at least to me, it's a darn shame because one of the reasons we smoke cigars is because we enjoy the flavor, 
and and I just don't see where they're getting it. I you guys have probably heard this before, but I've had cigar rollers tell me that. Well, I know this too from from blending cigars. Most of the cigars that you blend are usually no larger than a Toro. A lot of times it's mostly a, a robusto, and experienced cigar rollers have told me that that's considered the perfect combination of length and circumference. Excuse me. So and again, that's my wheelhouse. That's about where I'm at. That sounds like it makes sense. I mean, going, yeah. you know, going out one side is overriding too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at look at the tradition of cigars. I mean, we've got 500 years of cigar smoking, uh, and it's only in, in, as far as I know, it's only in recent history that these kind of monstrosity cigars popped up. And I think that's it, it says something that you know for. For however many years, 300, 500 years, whatever it's been, they've been smoking probably similarly sized cigars, and it's right, probably right. probably because they they tasted better, they burned better. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of business because uh, one of the things that me and Jerry have discussed at length this week is uh, their new blend that is. Uh, going to be part of the Vicarious line, the new Vicarious Red. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, but first, a word from our sponsor. So, no, really, I, I appreciate <laughs> to, appreciate the having the time to be with you guys. I really am pretty excited about this one. This was kind of a joint effort between me and my two partners. It's going to be a really interesting cigar, I think. Uh, the, I've smoked uh, several of the prototypes. We have did a little twitching around with it. I'm, I'm really happy with it. it. It's going to be a Toro. It's going to be a Maduro. And it has a it has a Pennsylvania Broadleaf, a Lapa, and Nicaraguan filler. It has a, a Jalapa binder, and it has a Maduro Cooper wrapper. Hello. Uh, sorry, I was uh, I was sal- salivating a little bit. Yeah. I'm ready. Have you have you guys ever run across the Cooper wrapper before? That is the. I don't uh, think so. Okay, I, it's Cuban seed Brazilian. Uh, Maduro wrapper. It's really unique. In fact, I think that we may be the second company ever to use this. Um, it's it's What's the its only wrapper. It's the only wrapper that I've ever had that actually has a bit of a. Here we go again. Uh, blueberry pancakes. No, actually, it has a little bit. It actually has a little buttery taste to it. It's very very smooth. It's going to be a full body cigar. Not knock your head off full full body, but it's going to be. In terms of strength, I'd say it'll be pretty close to what the Invictus is. So well, we're Cuban. excited to get that one out. I'm sorry. Cuban seed grown in Brazil, in a, right. and, and you made it into it, a Maduro. It's a Maduro, right? I love it. And it's a very interesting cigar. It's going to be more probably uh, Nicaraguan in profile than what we've done in the past because it's got more of that Nicaraguan bite. If you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's a really incredibly – one of the things I was really excited about, too, this was an opportunity for me to get, to get to use some Pennsylvania broadleaf, which is around and everybody uses it. But I love the leaf, and we've never really had it in a cigar yet. Yeah, I've encountered the Pennsylvania broadleaf a few times now, and, and I've always enjoyed it. To me, it's oh, a, yeah. really, it's a yeah. really kind of a natural, earthy flavor. Right. Um, so, and citrusy. Don't you forget said, citrus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said you're using it uh, – as a filler? The, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. It's Nicaraguan, Pennsylvania, broadleaf, and Lapa. Wow. Nice. Now, now, something a little interesting about the filler that you guys might find kind of interesting, too. Are you guys familiar with the Ometepe leaf? 
Omitep? Yeah, actually, Omitep. In fact, I think Hammer and Sickle uses one of their cigars. Yeah, there's a couple of companies out there using it. There's not a whole lot. A Colt Cigars uses it. Like you said, I think Hammer and Sickle uses it. It's really what I wanted to use, but unfortunately, we could not get that leaf. Uh, it's really – you guys probably already know this, but it's raised on a volcanic island in the Lake, uh, lake Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a feeling that the supply is probably fairly small, but it's a really unique, interesting uh, leaf, too. Uh, and, it, and since we couldn't get that, the closest thing for what we wanted was the Jalapa. That's why we got in the binder and filler. I'm going to ask a, a silly question, and I'm not trying to put I'll you on the you spot. I'll give you a silly answer. Sure. I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but with um, with the issues that are going on in Brazil with the Nika virus and the corrupt government and everything like that, has there been any talk or difficulty like securing tobacco, or is that... Not so, not so far. Uh, fortunately... The, the factory that the vicarious stuff's coming out is the, the legendary Nicaraguan Cuevas family. It's the Santiago of the Dominican Republic. So if you follow okay. me here, I'm being sarcastic here, you know. That's yeah, say, Nicaragua, you, just, you know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we are very fortunate in the fact that, with the exception of the Ometepe, they virtually have every kind of leaf that you can think of in good supply. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so so far, no, we're not seeing any difficulties there. That's good and, news. Yeah, that's exciting. So that will be your fourth blend. Is that accurate? That will actually be our fifth blend. It's three fifth. and four vicarious, and then the Invictus blend. Oh, I forgot about Invictus. Yeah. And uh, being that this episode is being recorded on July 15th, I think it bears mentioning that uh, today, finally, the uh, the major cigar organization filed uh, legal action against the FDA. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, long I, overdue, if you ask me. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm probably not as well-versed as, as some other speakers tonight, but I will say of the list of things they're contesting, I kind of feel like some of them are small beans with the exception of uh, challenging the grandfather clause as well as the 30% uh, of the box uh, having to have warnings on it. Yeah. Those are the only two that they're, they're going after that I felt were, I don't know, Pretty pretty significant. The other five or six items they're addressing, I felt were kind of nitpicky, but um, well, just in the grand scheme of things, I guess nitpicky. But well, I, and I I tend to agree with you, but I think right now what the situation is, they're just trying to pick their battles. Uh, and you're absolutely right about the grandfather date because you know still, I mean, it'd be great if they move from 2007 to 2017. That way, we we're, we're going to get grandfathered in. However, yep. if the FDA regulations does not change, then we're still going to have the same situation with the new blends. So, you know, uh, right now, I don't mean to jump in your conversation, but I, I'm kind of just cautiously optimistic. Uh, at this point, what can we do, you know? Just have to see what happens. Uh, the good thing right now is that there's what they call, they have a two-year transition period and then a year compliance. So, you know, we're looking at another three years here before the hammer drops. And, yep. you know, hopefully, guys, a lot can happen in three years. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm really optimistic about something like this because, uh, you know, we're, yeah. we've all been waiting for these groups to, everyone's been sitting on their thumbs like, okay, so what happens now? So yeah. now they're being proactive and also finally some type of fight into it, <laughs> something. I wonder yeah. if there's a possibility that, you know, even if the lawsuit doesn't necessarily go our way, if it slows down the process some, or if, well, you know, it's just nothing we can do to stop it. Well, I think you're absolutely, absolutely right, Kirk. If we lose, I'm sure there's going to be continuing appeals and 
and things like that. So, you know, again, this is not going to happen tomorrow, and I'm not sticking my head in the sand by any means. But uh, the best thing to do right I'm sorry? U.S. senators are questioning the FDA's regulations as well. Um, <laughs> well, June 7th, I don't know what that means, but at least they're involved in the question how the FDA manages the approval process and uh, applications and things like that. Yeah. And I hope that's sincere, but with the performance, past performance of this Congress, I just wonder if we're not getting a little lip service, too. You know, again, maybe I've gotten a little cynical with this Congress. But oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. However, <laughs> we will never persevere and see what happens. You know, I mean, at this point now, uh, I tell you an issue that, that doesn't get a whole lot of discussion, and I think it's very unfortunate, is the impact that this law is going to have on Latin and Central America. You know, it's going to throw, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of people out of work down there. Yeah. And, you know, those people down there do not have unemployment and welfare to fall back on. They either work or they don't eat. And it's going to have a huge impact on a lot of people there. Yeah, that's true. Is that, and are you talking just because of um, lower consumption of cigars? Absolutely. Yep. The big guys who will exist, they've got their own factories. They've got their own farms. But that's going to shut the door on literally hundreds of small factories down there and a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is just, I mean, it's a great example of government overreaching. And, um, you know, a part of me is just really disappointed that, and I'm not trying to point fingers and I'm not saying they haven't been trying, but I'm a little bit disappointed that the CRA, the CAA, the IPCPR and whoever else is down there in D.C. kind of let it get this far. Um, well, you know, especially the, the CRA. I mean, we're paying membership so that they have money to fight this. Absolutely. And you know, Kirk, it's an excellent point. How did it get this far? Well, yeah. To our conversation earlier today, it's so much harder to fight something that's been put in place yeah. as it is to fight something that is proposed. That's an excellent point. That's right. Maybe we just need to invite uh, Glenn Loop on the show and grill his ass. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure he'd be uh, you know, willing to clear his calendar for us. <laughs> well, well it, you know, we are, we are important. It, 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 it's just seemed like a lot of people are just kind of lackadaisical about it right now. This whole petition thing was just unbelievable. I mean, if anything else, it looked, made us look more weak and vulnerable. You know, we could scratch together 30,000 signatures. Is that what it was, something like that? Yeah, that, you know, I have a few theories on that, but you're absolutely right, Jerry. It's I couldn't believe it. I mean, within um, two days, the vaping signature, they had over 100,000 in two days or a weekend oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and we never we never bucked over 50. And yeah. the only th the only theory I had, well, I have two theories. One, uh, let's let's just say 50% of cigar smokers are ages 50 and older, and they just they're not involved with Facebook, they're not uh, involved with social media, and yeah. so we're trying. Versus the vaping crowd, guess what? They're all 16 to 25 years old. That's true. That's Those that's guys, an excellent point. They live on their phones. I mean, um, yeah. And then the other theory I have is. And I don't know if this is a good one or not, but um, how complicated it was. Well, at some point, I got the impression that there might have been multiple petitions. Like I remember signing one petition, and then I felt like a few days later there was another petition that kept popping up. So I signed that one too, and I wasn't sure if I'd 
put my name on the same one twice or not. Yeah. But um, it, it well, was not. There were, there were at least three that I know of. For oh, sure. is that right, Mark? Because I was only aware of the one. There was multiple yeah. petitions. I signed well, up. Yeah, there was multiple. Yeah. Three from completely different camps, if that. One was CRA, one was, and two were just more independent people saying, hey, let's save our cigars. And I think yeah. that comes back to organization again, where we have the CRA or Cigar Aficionado or IPCPR could have had a, a petition on their webpage that would have accessed probably 100,000 people just by putting it there, you know? Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. But it just never happened. Well, and part of the problem, too, is outside of people that frequent a cigar shop on, say, a regular basis, you know, if they smoke, and we've had this conversation before, you know, they smoke a couple of cigars a week or a month or something like that, they really are not involved enough to see just how much impact the FDA can have on the cigar market. Yeah, you know, that's a good point too, Mark. So i tell you what, one, one of the best ideas I've heard was uh, Jim Jim Clark owns Strauss Tobacconist down in downtown Cincinnati, and it's one of the oldest cigar shops in Ohio. It's actually been in operation since 1885. Now, Jim's not been there that whole time, but it's been operating that long. Wow. Uh, the, the thing that he was talking about doing is going in his humidor and closing the box lids and all, all the boutiques to really give people a picture of what's going to happen if something if something doesn't happen with regulation. I thought that was a good idea. Well, the, kind of a little wake-up call. Yeah, actually, the, the, actually yeah. in his humor words, about 60% of what he's got. The, the fact that he was was talking about or looking to do something is sounds like more than you know, 50% of the cigar shops out there. Where oh, yeah. I, you know, I was just at a cigar shop today here in Minnesota, and... I don't know. I mean, I figure if, if anyone's going to be heavily interested in what the FDA is doing, it's going to be the cigar shop owners who I was sitting with. And you know what? I was the one who mentioned, you know, the, the update. And, and they didn't. They weren't aware. They're not paying attention. They don't, you know, I mean, I don't know. If, if I still had my cigar shop down in Alabama, I think I would have had a laptop open on my counter. I wish you would have. You might have bought something. I would have. I, uh, hell yeah, Jerry. In, I probably would have bought you out. You know, you would have just gone home after you stopped by me. <laughs> I would have been uh, so happy I would have just went home, huh? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I, would have had a, I would have had a laptop on the computer with the petition page open, and I would have told people what they need to do to sign it, you know? Yeah. And I would have asked every single customer. Well, you know, as, as Mark saw this week, I get into a lot of shops, and I'll be honest with you, I, I was in one shop. Since all this started, when the owner actually took the initiative to set up a laptop and have people sign petitions there, so that that again is just discouraging. It is. And can well, I just say, can I just say that Jerry has completely ruined my uh, <laughs> completely ruined my idea of lifestyle. <laughs> now you guys know all we do is just drive around all day and smoke cigars. I don't see what his problem was. Wait, did. I, Mark, you were kind of muffled what you were just saying. It sounded like Jerry ruined your asshole. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, dear Lord. No, I, uh, he, he ruined my idea of what a cigar salesman does on a daily oh, basis. That makes more sense. Yeah. The glamorous <laughs> lifestyle of a cigar salesman. Yeah, for sure. Well, what is it? It's, it's, it's 80% road time. Is that accurate? You got that right, pal. 
Yep. You know, it's eighty percent load time and ninety-five uh, percent crippling uh, anxiety. <laughs> well, you guys have to remember, he, this is his first experience with it, so it was a little more emotional for him than it is for a lot of us. Because uh, you're absolutely right. Um, it, w this was not the usual thing here in a lot of ways, but in one way, I mean, uh, most days are sixteen, eighteen hours on the road, boys. You know. Yep. And uh, I'm guessing rejection is a, a big part of your day. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a big part of it. Um, I have been very fortunate. I, I One of the advantages I have when I go into your shop is I'm not just a sales rep, I'm an owner. And, you know, not because it's me, but due to the fact that you have, actually have an owner come into your shop, that gives you a little extra punch. It really does. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to drop some wisdom on you guys. <laughs> I, About I feel, time somebody did. Yeah, I feel terrible saying that. Um, so I, not to compare my industry to yours because yours is like flashy and cool compared to mine. But there's, <laughs> there's, there's one thing I just recently learned about my industry, which is um, construction materials. Yeah. Is that, you know what, by and large, you can get the same thing wherever you go. It's going to be pretty much the same price. And so at the end of the day, the reason that someone might buy from my company versus someone else's is because they like me. Yeah. And, and or, or because I've got good customer service or because I take the effort to answer every, every time the phone rings or whatever the case is. So, right. So, Jerry, I think, I think that's probably your biggest advantage is that you're out there doing it and that you're a likable guy. And, I, you know... If you keep knocking on those doors, I, I guarantee you know. Even when I was a cigar shop owner, I might say no to a guy the first time. Just you know, I don't yeah. have room on the I don't have room on the shelves. I've never heard of you, whatever. But if you come back and you hang out with me, you know, eventually your stuff's gonna get on the shelf, and that's all yeah. it takes. You know. I, I oh, I appreciate the good word, thank you. But in most situations, and it's one of the reasons we've we've been lacking a little bit this week is the fact that my my best experience in sales has been when I can actually sit down with the owner and smoke a cigar and talk. You know, like you said, they get to know you, hopefully they'll like you, and it, and it makes a difference. It does. I, I, I hate to say it, but... Option. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's why they should have included me last week. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I'm all for it, man. Everybody well, likes me. Well, like I said, day two, I'm in here going, Mark, come on over here, man. The boy can drive a truck for us a week. I need you. I was actually going to say the opposite. I was going to say that's that's maybe why you're having trouble. Is you got Junior there, who's basically like uh, he looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, you know? Oh man! <laughs> Listen, Mark. I, okay, Mark has done just fine this week, and I want you guys to know right up front. I've appreciated his time and efforts. He's been a good guy. But you're absolutely right. Being in sales, you know, you have to live with uh, with with failure. You know, uh, you just pick up the next day and go on. Now, yep. you know, I, I mean, I can't complain. Right now, we're very solid Midwest. We've got a couple counts in Arizona, a couple counts in California. We're in Georgia. We're in the Carolinas. I have a shop in Singapore, fellas. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm Trey J International now. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, actually, just because I met the right guy at the right time, we were actually the house blend in a cigar shop in Singapore. Wow. Congratulations. Now, thank you very much. Now, due to all the shipping costs and taxes and excise taxes and bribes, uh, what would you guys what would you guys guess that a box of whites cost in Singapore? Golly, I have no clue. Hundred bucks. Anybody want to guess? 
I'll say four hundred bucks U.S. Uh, almost. I don't know what well, almost there. Go a little higher though. Five hundred and ten dollars. Box. Five hundred and they sell because they're still cheaper than Cubans. The my cheapest cigar of yours starts at about twenty five, twenty six bucks. Well, that's got to well, feel pretty good. Well, I'm not getting any of it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, and, and you know, I'm those are, I'm selling them there because I'm the low price guy. <laughs> so you're a bargain at twenty four dollars a stick. I'm sorry. You're a bargain at twenty four dollars a stick. Yeah, I'm a bargain at twenty four dollars a stick over there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, now, I like and, that. And while we're talking about pricey cigars, I don't want to monopolize the conversation here, but I always kind of pass this along because I enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Gurkha, His Majesty's Request cigar, the $900 stick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys any of those? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, I've had two of them. And the reason I've had no, them is because they come out of the same factory as the Vicarious does. Really? Well, yeah, the guy that owns that owns the factory, uh, when I was down in Miami uh, a few weeks ago, he gave me a couple of them to smoke. Uh, they are a very ordinary Habano cigar, okay? Uh, believe me, it's, it's all hype. Speaking of Erica, Kurt, we ran into a, a very special person at the cigar room in Madison. Would you like to guess who that person was? Oh my gosh, is it, uh, what's his nuts from Gurkha, Ken, uh... Ken Dushington? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is he still, he still, he still calls on the cigar room, huh? Yeah, you know, he That's walks in the door. Home. He walks in the door and he says, boys, anybody who buys five Gurkhas, I'll give you three. Not a soul moved. <laughs> yeah, You can hear the awesome. crickets in the background. <laughs> then, he, then he comes around 15 minutes later trying to give away just a... A, a Gurkha Shaggy, he called it. He's like, here, have a cigar. And I'm like, oh, do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mark, you want to talk about our little bane of existence the first day there? Our friends we kept running into? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mon uh, Tuesday was a very weird day. Actually, I believe it was Wednesday. Uh, there were so many reps running around the, uh, the Huntsville area, Gurkha, uh, King's. Cigars is down there, but we we go to the first place we go is Humidor and Pipe, and within 20 minutes of us being there, these two jackholes in men in black suits <laughs> walk in who have who happen to be from uh, Ashton yeah. cigars. So naturally, uh, Chuck's lips immediately attached to their ass. <laughs> So we've had, we've had enough of Chuck, we've had enough of Ashton. We go, we go eat some lunch, then we go over to Vintage over in Bridge Street, and the son of a bitches are already there and already <laughs> have already dragged Nick or Freddie or whatever his name is into a meeting with him. So we we then I'm like fuck it, we're going to the cigar room, we're going to meet them there, which we do, and we're sitting there having, having a great a, meeting. Great having meeting. a great, great meeting with the proprietor, the proprietor of the establishment. And we're smoking. Everything's going great. Been sitting there for a good half hour, 45 minutes smoking a cigar. Mid-conversation, Jerry turns to me and says, all hell no. <laughs> and, actually, it's more like, all oh, hell no. <laughs> and, and the reason he said that is because the action boys walked in the door. <laughs> and I swear to God, the proprietor of that particular shop stopped 
mid-sentence and gets up and firmly firmly plants his lips on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> old, uh, old Donald did that? Yes, Donnie. Oh, man. And then disappears for, I don't know, at least 45 minutes in the well, humidor with him. Well, you, you know, let, let's give him a little break here. There, there's a possibility that he, those guys may have an appointment. I don't know. But the bad part was they left us sitting here for 45 minutes. Now, so, you know, so I finally got up, went in the humidor, excused myself, and told me I had other places to be and told my being in touch. But, yeah, these guys were, like, ruining our day the first day. <laughs> did, uh... <laughs> Did, do you have some uh, facings in the in the cigar room? No, I, me? No, I don't. I think you might you might have to call on them again, I actually, just because they're big boutique guys. Well, yeah, I, I now to be fair, e- even Gurkha Dushington couldn't couldn't pry the lips off the ass and ass. <laughs> like he he couldn't even break down that wall. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, actually, I—that's I, one of the reasons I'm here. I don't have any shops in Alabama now. I, I'm in—I'm in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, Georgia, the Carolinas, Arizona, and California, with a few accounts. Yeah, so no, in, the, in the Midwest, in the Midwest, we're doing—we're doing very, very well. Well, so, let me correct uh, you. Actually, Bellicoso uh, Cigars in Hoover, Alabama oh, does. Oh, carry, excuse me, I forgot about those guys. Yeah, I'm does sorry. Carry the blue. Yeah, they do carry the blue, and I think they'll be picking up some of the other other lines. So, but you want to explain a little bit about that that visit? Uh, which one? The with Bellicoso. Oh, yeah, uh, Bellicoso picked up Vicarious uh, pretty early in their their infancy. Uh, right. God, probably a year and a half ago. And, and and at that time, I had a good guy down here. Yeah. Yeah, and then he left uh, for personal issues, and then. Uh, I believe it was you who told me that you had a not-so-great guy. Right, we just leave it that. that uh, and so basically, we had to start an apology tour in that yeah. tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jerry put on his best friendly face and uh, talked his way out of that one. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really thought I had a guy down here who was servicing the accounts. Well, unfortunately, months later, I found out that he wasn't. So so it kind of left me with, a lot, with people down in the south who... We're not being serviced, so I went in. I had to apologize and, and tell him, and I want you to know I'm on my apology tour now. <laughs> but he was very gracious and very nice. They've still got the blue, and I think they're probably going to pick up the line again and probably pick up the vicarious too. So, Excellent. Have you, I, here's a business question for you, and it, and it probably comes down to personal choice, but have you ever considered using one of those uh, cigar brokers, the guys who rep you know, for 10 different lines? Dude, we've had several brokers. Are they okay. any good? No, <laughs> I, I I should not say that. There there are some people in this business that are very very good. However, the problem with a lot of those guys, uh, let me give you an example. One of the best, Michael Perales. Do you guys know him? I do not. Okay, no. Michael Perales is probably the biggest cigar broker in the Midwest, uh, and, and really nice guy. Very very successful. However, he's probably brokering for fifteen different brands. Okay. And, you know, if you're walking in and you've got, oh, I don't know, Espinosa, you know, a lot of really the good, the big, well-known, uh, I would call boutique cigar companies, okay, and some of them not so boutique and you have 15 lines, uh, by the time the order's filled out and you get down to Vicarious, you're not getting a whole lot of representation, unfortunately. And, you now again, he's, he's a great guy, a great businessman, but 
you know, being a new guy, I need more exposure than that. And uh, a lot of the guys that we have had, and we've had some good ones, and we've had some not so good ones, but it's, it's again, it's the romance of the lifestyle, you know. They think, I'm going to drive around all day, and I'm going to smoke cigars, and I'm, it's going to be great. And then when it gets into it, they find that's not so great. So, so excuse me. Uh, yeah, we've had them, and we're still looking for them. We'd like to find some more good brokers, but uh, good brokers kind of hard to come by. Yeah, I uh, I recall some experiences with brokers, and, and you're absolutely right, Jerry. You know, you sit down with with a sales rep, and he opens up his his binder that's about four inches thick, and uh, yeah, you know, he he knows his stuff. He can talk about every single brand in there, and he's doing right. his best to represent them and get more on your shelves. But at the end of the day, as the owner, you know, you might gravitate towards one or two that you you're more familiar with, and then the rest. Sure. Is, the rest of the right. stuff is just throwing darts at a dartboard, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I was very fortunate early on to have a couple of very, very good brokers, but unfortunately, for personal reasons, they both ended up losing, leaving the business. So, and, and frankly, I had a couple of guys who were selling my samples. So that tells you what you have. Yeah. You yeah. Well, I, I think uh, Mark Snyder is looking for a job. You, you could have a doctor working for you. If you're talking about this, Mark, I don't think he wants to come in this business anymore. So no. yeah, 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 I'd have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. The the romance is gone. Yeah, he doesn't handle rejection know. very well. Did he, did he cry? A little. Well, I saw a couple of tears. Well, let let me kind of back up a little bit too. And this is not rationalization. This is just reality. What we've been dealing with this week is the fact that. Number one, we're a new company, which, thank goodness, I've been fairly successful with dealing with. So I can, I can usually, you know, talk about the other markets we've had, how successful we've been, where, what, uh, what our, our lines are, uh, how we develop them, and we, we've done pretty well. But the rock stone pushing uphill with those two right now is the fact that what are you guys doing here? The show's next week, you know, and so I have my option now of either trying to deal with them before they go to the show or deal with them. Well, hopefully some of them at the show, but then I also have to deal with them after the show when they don't have any money, you know? And then on top of that, what's the question of the day everywhere, Mark? The FDA, uh, well, right? Yeah, I was going to say you get to the FDA and why are you here for the IPCPR, you know? Right, yeah. So right now, instead of having one big rock pushing uphill, I've got three, you know? But I'm aware... Or, or if you count me. <laughs> you did fine, buddy. You did fine, but you know I'm real aware of those situations. You just have to deal with them. So, have you um, this is this is actually pretty pretty cool for me. Uh, just talking with a, a boutique owner here. Have you had any exposure? Have you made any efforts to have a, an online presence and in any of the online communities? Yeah, we're very much involved with social media. I'm pretty much on Facebook, but my other problem, John Johnson's into Twitter and Instagram and all that. So, yeah, we're doing a whole lot with that. We're not doing a whole lot of marketing right now as far as ads because, frankly, they're just too darn expensive. Yeah, I know. I was speaking more to, like, the like you're saying, the Facebook blogs. or right. the, Yeah. So that's, that's something new to me within the last year. Yeah. But I've just – I feel like there are a ton – I mean, those are where the dedicated cigar oh. smokers go. Oh, absolutely. And they've got, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, we, they've we've got, got – Okay, I'm sorry. I was to say they they've got big wallets and they seem to if if you are the if if you get the attention of the right people within those groups, yeah. your your cigar becomes the cigar at least yeah. for some period of time, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's absolutely right. And we are working on that. You're right. So, Maybe. I tell you, I tell you what. Social media of all types, right now, you have to be involved with it. You just have to be. And a lot of the groups, the the blogs, the Midwestern blogs, and things like that, have given us some very, very high ratings and give us a lot of exposure. So yeah, that's right. You know, I've got people because of that, four states away from where my air store might be, of you know, getting in touch with me. So yep. you're, you're absolutely right. That's a good venue. And that's that's I mentioned earlier today. I was at a uh, a cigar shop here in Minnesota. I was meeting up with my Facebook community. We've got a it's called the Minnesota Herf Connection, and there's about 300 of us. And every Friday we try to get together at a different cigar shop and hang out for an hour or two. Oh, fantastic! Uh -huh. Well, yeah, get let me know how to get hooked up with you guys. That's the things I love to do. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think you'd uh, you'd be a welcome member of the community. We've got one boutique line right now that's. I really don't know if they exist outside of our group, but it's called um, JSK. JSK. Uh, no, I don't think I know them. Yeah, they're. I don't know. They're they're new and they're kind of rough around the edges. When the FDA came out with its ruling, yeah. uh, they, they, yeah. they 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 made a shirt that had the JSK logo on it. Okay. And, and then it, it just next to the logo, it just said "fuck the FDA." <laughs> 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 you gotta admire that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you gotta admire that. So yeah, that's that's those kind of guys. But um, yeah, I'll get you introduced to our our crew here. Yeah, a, hey, honestly, absolutely, I would very much appreciate that. I've been in several groups like that. We've been involved with several blogs around the country, things like that, and we've been very well seen in those areas. And you're right, it's a great thing. Let me, let me just sub back to the government, whole government thing and hypocrisy just for a second. Uh, the state of Ohio was the tough, has one of the toughest smoking bans in the country. Okay, uh, the hypocrisy about that is the Ohio State Legislature also has a cigar caucus that meets once a month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is. Uh, that's your tax dollars of work, boys. Well, yeah. Yeah. up. That's the word goes. <laughs> well, That's what's so we mentioned about. we were mentioning online. Uh, is there any chance of online sales for Vicarious? Or I, I'm, we're really not wanting to pull that trigger because, yeah, financially it would probably be good for us, and it may come to that. But right now we are totally committed to B and M's, okay? Because okay. those guys are the backbone of the business. And we, we want to be with them. We want them to service. We want to service them. We want to be part of their business. And yeah, sure, you know, we could probably, I don't, I don't know. And again, financially speaking, you got to survive. We'll see down the road things, how things are going to work out. But right now, we don't want, now I have several companies, several shops that do sell our stuff online, okay? Uh, but as far as us wanting to go to Famous or anything like that, right now, we would prefer not to do that because. We want to support the local guys. God knows they've got enough of a fight the way it is. Uh, definitely. What I'll about? You, go ahead. Not not speaking about like CBIT or Famous, but what if uh, what if a poor sucker up in Minnesota wanted to buy Vicarious? Who could they talk to? Well, I when I, I do get people like that from time to time to come into the website, and I refer them to three or four of the shops that I have to sell online. Large shops, uh, leaning tr leaning house in Pennsylvania sells our stuff online. Party Source in Kentucky sells it online. Uh, gosh, Jungle Gym sells online. So there's several of the companies that we can refer them to that they can't buy them online. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You've got a list of retailers on your website, so it tells you yeah. which retailers in each state. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
Not Tennessee yet. I don't see it. No, don't nothing. We don't have anything in Tennessee right at the moment. So it's just a matter okay. of getting somebody or me down there and start working at because I know that's going to be a, a real minefield down here. There's a lot of great shops. Yeah, yeah there's about two, two really good ones out here. Yeah, you know, uh, I was working up in Detroit just a few weeks ago and picked up some accounts there. And, you know, you hear all, all the bad news about Detroit, but there are some fantastic shops up there, just really amazing places. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, in Detroit? Yeah, actually, there is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the question mark exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. But, so, yeah, I was, I was very impressed with some of the places I saw up there. And we did pick up some nice accounts up there. So, so get ready for the, the pun. Um, but, uh, Jerry, with, with IPCPR coming up, I, I would like to live vicariously through you. And, uh, God. I know. I, you, <laughs> that was pretty good. Come on, was, man, leave the guy alone. That was pretty good. I've been working. I've been trying to trying to work that in all night. Um, I appreciate that. Well, what are you gonna do? Are you got you got one booth? Uh, you got. We have booth? we have a booth with a booth number thirty five fifty five. So if any of you guys go be at the show, be sure and stop in to see us. We actually have, we're gonna have four people working the booth: my CEO, my partner, my president, my partner. And then we have our director of marketing. We also have a business guy too, so they'll all be at the show. Me, I'm going to be home resting up. And that's <laughs> is that is that when, where you're uh, debuting the red? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's, now, that's I, nice. which I overlooked to mention too, we are we are debuting one of the cigar too. We are debuting the blue in a Toro. That'll be good. Yeah, uh, going with a torpedo was probably a rookie mistake for me, although it's, it's been very successful. Thanks to a lot of guys like you guys. I appreciate you. But, you know, the uh, the Bellicosa Torpedo, when you, really overall is not that popular, a Vitola. Uh, so we've had a lot of requests with it in the Toro, and we so it will be debuting at, at the show. Actually, Mark and Mark have already had it. What do you think about it, fellas? Uh, very Excellent. good. Uh, Flavor-wise. No, thank, thank you very much. Flavor-wise, if you enjoy the Torpedo Blue, you'll love this one. I mean, they, they did a great job of keeping the blend uh, accurate, in, which is just a slight uh, change in size. It's 6 by 52 compared to uh, 6 by 54. So. Yeah. yeah. Just gives you but, but we've, uh, you know, like I said, we've had a lot of requests for the Toro, so we're hopefully going to make those people happy. But it'll be the, the Toro Blue and the uh, Vicarious Red. When's your when's your Lancero coming out? Oh man, don't start me on that one. Lanceros, really? A red, a white, a blue, and a black. All Lancero. All Lancero. I appreciate that, but that's one of those situations where when you have partners, you don't necessarily do things in the same way. So that's that's one of those situations where I went on my sword, come out on my shield a couple times. So, but but things change, you know. We'll see. I tell you what, what I'd love to have done was been was like the Invictus in, in a Lancero. That would be good. By the way, oh, really? you, those of you who have had the the Invictus, what do you think of it? Love it. Love it. It's no blue, but love it. I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Kirk, if you have it. 
I don't think I've had the Invictus, no. Okay, well, we're gonna, you're going to have to give me your address, and I'll hook a brother up here, but you send you a couple. Uh, yeah, well, I still can legally, okay? Because yeah. after <laughs> after August, I, I would be a felon then, so I can't do yeah. it. But, between, uh, yeah. between me and Jerry, one, we'll, we'll get you hooked up on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, well, you guys, you know, I, I, I appreciate you, you, you saying you like it. Thank you very much for that. It's a really interesting cigar, too, Kirk. I don't know, do you, are you familiar with it at all? Why don't you walk me through it? I, I know that Mark and Mark have talked about it quite a bit. But, okay, uh, the Invictus actually it has an Ecuadorian Habano, a, a Dominican Olar binder, and a Criollo 98 and Pilito Cabano filler. Okay, now that's what Spanish sounds like from a guy with a Kentucky accent. Okay, so excuse my Spanish, but uh, it's it's really different from anything else we've had in the Vicarious line. Probably the only criticism we've had, well, I won't say the only one, but one of the few criticisms, thank goodness, we've had was the fact that we didn't have a full-bodied cigar. So that's what kind of brought about the birth of the, the Invictus. And the Criollo 98 is, I remember reading about that as one of maybe the best tobaccos out there. Yes, yes, it is a very good tobacco. Uh, do you know who Jose Blanco is, Kirk? Yes. Okay, Jose Blanco is a very good friend of ours, and he actually blended this one for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the strongest thing that he's done since he's went out on his own. Very nice. Well, yeah, yeah. It sounds so that so you said that was the strongest one you made. Yeah, so the, far. Okay, under yeah. Trey J. Yep. Mm -hmm. And how does the red compare to the Invictus? Is it going to be stronger? It's going to be as far as strength. It's going to be about the same, but it's going to be an entirely different taste. Yep, because of the Maduro. Yeah, because, well, that and everything else. The Jalapa has also had a big influence on that, that cigar. The fact that we use it in the filler and the binder, again, that it gives us a lot more of the bite. It, you know, Ben kind of mentioned it. <clears throat> have you thought of a variety pack? Like, uh, yeah, sure. We actually have yeah, a three-pack sampler pack now. Okay. In Corona size, it's been very popular. Is it sorry, that was the first thing that you sent me. Actually, he sent me a, a couple of those packs, and it just got a yeah. little... Each one. Yeah, it's it's a pack with with the, the three the first three vicarious the blue the black and white in a Corona size. And besides selling the sampler packs, something we've done this past year we've actually broken those down and we have packaged them in boxes so we sell them the singles. Are are you guys a U.S. company? U.S. based as company. As far as I mean, like no, I no sure we're yeah I mean I kind of assumed that you're that you're a uh, U.S. based Cincinnati. headquarters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we are incorporated in the state of Ohio, and we're based in just north of Cincinnati. We have an office and warehouse up there. So, so I think with the red coming out, you've got an opportunity for a red, white, and blue sampler. Oh yeah, we're already thinking about that, brother. <laughs> <The> freedom sampler. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, like I've got it. some shops in Lexington I got because I had a blue and a white. You know what you need to do? You know, put you... a red, white, and blue together, and then pass them out at the GOP convention. Just hand them out to everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid to go up there because of the gunshots. <laughs> That's true. Not from the uh, uh, people, but from the congressman. I yeah. oh gosh, I, I, I that's going to be a circus, fellas. Uh, I know you guys are all too young to remember the nineteen. It would be something like that. I mean, I, if I remember right, I think I actually ended up having to call the National Guard out that one. Damn. Which one was it? The nineteen sixty-eight convention. Yeah. How old are you, Jerry? <laughs> Who wants to know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, fellas, I was 67 this month. Okay. Congrats. Happy wow. birthday. 
See, that's another reason why I'm not too concerned about the FDA. You may not live long enough to see it come into effect. No. Yeah, you're good. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to look at it. I, if you guys see the picture of me down here. I look very young for my age, so. Well, yeah, and the the blonde hair and, and glasses and stuff are a little bit surprising. Well, I told you, I'm halfway through my operations, so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Caitlin Jenner ain't got shit on that. I didn't realize we were talking to a. Uh, uh, so I gotta ask, what's what's your what's what was your first cigar and when? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait a minute. I have another question. Since you're yeah. between your since you're between your surgeries and all that, uh, which bathroom are you using? The family <laughs> one. Okay. <laughs> Unisex. You're not you're not dragging me into that one, brother. <laughs> actually, anyway. I'm, I'm a relatively young smoker. I actually started smoking about 15 years ago, uh, and my wife and I were in Miami Beach, and it was New Year's Eve, and up to that point in my life, I had probably smoked a couple of Swisher Sweets and things like that, and I was in a very you know celebratory mood, so I said, hey, honey, I'm going to buy a cigar, and I got myself a handy-dandy chocolate cigar, chocolate-flavored cigar. Oh, boy. And that was the beginning of Trey J. <laughs> a crappy chocolate cigar. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have not really been smoking as long as, as a lot of people that you're going to go across. across. You know, Jerry, so, with the most res- with the most respect possible, that was like the worst birth of cigar story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could have told you I ran to Carlo Fuente one day and he yeah. gave me a cigar, but I'm I'm being this is full disclosure, okay? I'm telling you the whole story. So. I wanted I wanted to, Yeah, I wanted to hear how you hung out with like uh you know, one of the padrones 50 years ago. Yeah, you know. yeah. It just happened to be tramping through the jungles of Nicaragua and ran into one of them. So, yeah. no, I, I wish it could be that dramatic, but it's not true. So, I'm just giving you guys the full story. Uh, yeah, in good. search of that Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah, yeah, that elusive Nicaraguan <laughs> tobacco. So, well, you, n- you never know where you're going to find that Nicaraguan tobacco. It could be anywhere. That's true. That's true. I so, found the leaf in Paris. What? I found the leaf of it in Paris, Tennessee today. There you go. Yeah, he said. He said it was a roadside stand there that was selling it. Wow. Really? Along with <laughs> <laughs> pineapple, it's all right. I don't know if you guys saw it, but somebody posted on Facebook about a week or so ago. It was a cigar owner and said a guy came in. He's quoting a guy, and the guy said, "I smoke nothing but Cuban cigars." Where's the coconut flavored ones? Nice. <laughs> so, Jerry, you're going to debut the red at the event, and then it's going to go public and low. You're going to start distributing that. Oh yeah. After that yeah. Yeah. And what's yeah, the You may have said it, but I forgot. You're, you're, yeah, you're kind of breaking up a little bit, a bit there, buddy. But yeah, we're going to launch it at the, uh, the, the uh, IPCPR, and and I will pass the word along to you guys too. Right now, we we are waiting for them to be shipped, and when I get them, I'll get them on you guys. Okay. What size is it going to come in? First? It's a Toro. It's a Toro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the Vicarious Dyson hasn't been released yet, so yeah. we have to. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting well, for it. Well, in celebration of my new image, I've been wanting to do a, a vicarious rainbow, but my partners won't buy it. So. <laughs> well, and, and you know, I just have to point out that's the longest we've ever gone without a, with before a Dyson zoom. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe just maybe we 
we'd make it through the whole night. I don't know. No. <laughs> Junior, am I gonna have to call you tomorrow about the new Vicarious Vixen? Is that yeah, gonna... yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll give you I'll give the the lowdown whenever whenever I'm ready. So, yeah. Son What's um What is a double Churchill? A double Churchill is a seven by fifty two. That sounds okay. like a regular Churchill. Well, what a double Churchill is something we made up for marketing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it because because it's a seven by fifty two. I'm sitting there talking to my partners one night and I said, you know what? Well, we're going to make this a double Churchill. And they both went, okay. And you guys, there is no double Churchill Vitola, okay? But I can't tell you how many experts have picked one of those up and saw the name of the box and they go, yeah, that's a double Churchill. Of course. <laughs> it was just made up. How the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd be surprised what you're in this industry, how much stuff is just made up. So Yeah. What's, um, uh, Junior, maybe you can help me out with this. I think it's um, Caldwell Cigars. They make up really bizarre cigar size names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a weird name, you know, period, like root beer float and the one that's my favorite. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Land of Snakes. That's my favorite. Which one? Land, it's actually called Land of Snakes, Ben. It is Land of Snakes, but yeah, it looks like the butter. Yeah, it's Land of Lakes. It's in the, the, the butter, yeah, packaging and everything. But if you look at it very closely, it's actually called Land of Snakes, and it actually has some snakes worked into the logo, too. That's weird. One thing you got to get to, he's doing some very inventive packaging. It, yeah, because it looks like you're buying a pack of butter yeah. if you just a quick glance. So, I don't know. Well, I, I, I'll give you guys a little hint. If you just pay attention and look at it, you're going to see all kinds of Vitolas that don't exist, so don't be surprised. And most of them have these really cool Santa Spanish names, so these Explodido, you know, Combo, Corono, Rotundo, you know. So. Yeah, that's, that's, I forget, I wish I could find, I'm trying to Google it right now, actually, but I'm trying to find one where, I, you know, yeah, it's exactly like you're saying, Jerry, it's just some totally silly name. Yeah. Um, but it's, That's a mile long, and I don't know why they would make it a mile long to name the thing, just... It's a size. <laughs> they have these huge, long, complicated sizes. Yeah. But. Yeah, Caldwell has some really creative people. I, I met the lady who's the, sort of the inside marketing director uh, and met her at an event down in Kentucky, and she said, I can't remember her name, but she said, hi, I'm Jennifer, whatever it is. I'm with Caldwell. And I said, hi, I'm Jerry, your, com your competition. So. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Well, fellas, we've been uh, we've been at this thing for about an hour, and that's about the, the limit that our listeners are willing to stick with us. Uh, well, I left half an hour ago. So. Yeah, specifically <laughs> Kirk's brother and mother, uh, two of our four <laughs> listeners. They're dedicated. So, any final questions, comments, viewpoints, concerns, uh, anything you want to say to Jerry, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just best of luck at uh, the IPCPR. I know with uh, releasing a new blend, that's a big deal for you guys. So uh, yeah, we're excited. Thank you very much. And and we'll get you involved in one of the Minnesota groups here shortly. Absolutely, please do that for me. Thank you. And and one of us will get some Invictus too up there to you. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Ben. Yeah. No, that's that pretty much sums up. It's been awesome having you on. I mean, we always want to hear because you've got the inside scoop on what's you know how this whole FDA and is really impacting, so it's nice to have that feedback on what's actually going on in the background and actually affects. And we appreciate you coming on and 
uh, and telling us what's what's going on. New blend's coming out. We're all excited about it. So can't wait to get it. Well, buddy, it's my pleasure getting to talk to you guys. And I'll tell you what, I will see you at Chattanooga, okay? Yeah. Yeah, we'll meet you there. Cigars and hands, my brother. Made, made me a felon, but, upset. you know. I'm sorry. Nobody asked what I was. I said, I'm just upset because nobody asked me if I was smoking tonight. Nobody cares. Oh, Mark, man. I'm I sorry. feel like a red-headed stepchild over here, no, you know. No, no. Hey, my brother, what are you, what are you smoking? Well, I used to First, we don't invite him on our trip. Then we don't ask him what he's smoking. I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> I'm hurt, you know. Brother, you have to take some time and come up and spend with me, man. I will wine and dine and smoke that's you. That's what I'm going to have to do. I, yeah. That's how it is. Yeah, by then I should have some, you know, some new clothes. So, yeah. you know, well, that, little smoking, black, uh, that little black dress, something like that. Hey, there we go. <laughs> no, I'm smoking... Uh, uh, Nicaraguan Puro, but I don't know where the tobacco came from, so I don't really well, know. Uh, I, I, I think Kirk and I are going to do some heavy research on that. We might have an answer for you. <laughs> Maybe I'll find it by next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, uh, we really appreciate you coming on with us, Jerry. It's always a pleasure. Well, buddy, believe me, it's my pleasure. I always enjoy getting to talk to you guys, too. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you. And, and I hope uh, you like my new appearance. <laughs> And as always, thank you to the 4.5 people who listen to us. This has been the Cigar Tipster Show, and we'll see you next time. This has been a Cigar Tipster production.